Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Corey, what is your advice for small towns with small dating pools? Is that all that small? (laughs) (laughs) Well, life, a big part of it is about setup. So if you're out in the middle of nowhere, I've had a lot of years, over the years I should say, I've had a lot of clients that are like way out in the boonies, they're very wealthy, a lot of them work from home, and they might have this huge mansion on a lake. And a bunch of property, and there might be like 15 people within like 20 miles. And so, you know, it's not like you're going to go down to the end of the block, your favorite watering hole, have a beer, or, or go down a lake where there's tons of people. It's just, you know, it's kind of remote. So what I've suggested to those guys is that, well, on the weekends, you should drop, you know, drive 45 minutes, hour, whatever it is, into town where all the thing action is happening. Get yourself like uh, an apartment, depending on obviously what you can afford. For guys living out there, it's doing well. Get yourself a nice apartment somewhere in town. Decorate it real cool. Most of like the coaching clients I have typically are high income, high net worth people. But I also I deal like with guys that are farmers, and so they're like in the middle of nowhere, and you know, or guys that that train horses or rustle cattle or whatever it happens to be, and so they're just you know regular dudes. But you, you've got to think of your social life because, yeah, you want to work, but and farming is a hard life. But point being is if you're like this guy writes in, he's out of the area, you need to get an apartment somewhere where the action is so you can go in town and hang out and do fun social activities in the weekends and your time off. And, you know, over time, you'll meet other people. Maybe it's, you know... Like, like, say you live somewhere in Florida and you're, like, out in the middle of the state somewhere in the boonies where a lot of the farmland happens to be. So the state's 80, 100 miles. You're probably about 45 minutes to an hour to drive to a cool town where there's stuff to do. You get an apartment in there, hang out. You could be on the dating apps. So you could go to the town for the weekend for your social life, hang out, have fun, hook up in the city. And when you meet girls you really like, then you can have them come out to your house in the country that's uh, 45 minutes an hour away and hang out have fun and hook up by your lake and the fact that there's you know there's probably more animals within 20 miles than there are people of of where you live and yeah that's typically what it does but you're gonna have to you know it's like fishing you know my my uncle my aunt and uncle my aunt Charlene who you guys have seen you know a few years ago in the podcast I remember when they first retired probably like 2010 they moved down to South Florida um my uncle Richie he um he found a lot of good areas where there was a great place to, to fish and catch tuna and 
you know, good type dolphin, good type of fish you could eat. And he would go out and he'd catch a bunch of fish. But you go to those same places now, 10, 12 years later, and it's like the fish have moved on. There's some are different. So that's one of the, you know, the hard things is like if you're going to fish, you have to go where the fish are. So if you're fishing in an area that 10, 12 years ago, like you throw your line, two, three lines in the water and catch, you know, a handful of tuna, three, four tuna in like a half hour, 45 minutes, it was great. Now you go out there, you might be out there all day and not catch a single fish or get any bites. And so it's just same thing when it comes to your social life. You got to go where the people are and you want to go hang out where people have a similar goal, similar values, similar hobbies, similar interests. Cause it's called the great migration. Yeah. People that like the same things tend to like each other. So go hang out and lose yourself in hobbies and interests of things you love doing for fun. So like I said, if, you know, per the questioner, if you live out in the middle of nowhere, you either move if you can't move but you can afford it or maybe get a part-time job, get an efficiency, you know, live, get a nice little kind of like a, how would a, somebody go into a community college? Where, where would they get a one bedroom at somewhere? You know, that's cool. They have some privacy. They maybe, you know, an Airbnb these days, maybe they, they get a, or just in the paper or online or Craigslist or um, Zillow or apartments.com, any of the places where, you get apartments, there's going to be places that you can get for pretty cheap, maybe just rent a room in somebody's house, has its own door, because you need a home base to go to. You need something. you got to figure it out. Because I have younger guys who are like, where do I go? I live with my parents. It's like, get a part-time job, dude. Figure it out. Back in the day when I was young, I, I was working an, an internship that didn't pay me anything, and I worked as a bartender. And so I had two jobs. I had two sources of income when I was... 21, 22 years old, and plus I was going to school. So, and I had a nice place, I had a nice car. Here's what's interesting. So, it depends on what you do for a living. So, my father, who at the time, he was a manager, he ran a store for a company called Linen Supermarket. And I remember I went from working for service merchandise and I was making like, I think I was making five, six bucks an hour or something like that. And this would have been in, um, what was it, 1991. So I'm making six bucks an hour, and you know I was working close to 40 hours a week. I was like taking home like 200 bucks a week. It's not a lot. You know I was living at home too on that. And then so um, I got a job 10 in bar, and I go from making that to basically making five to 700 bucks a week. And this is back in, you know, 1991. And so keep in mind, my dad is a store manager for Linen Supermarket, who they've now since gone out of business. But it was kind of like a bed, bath, and beyond type of thing where they sold linens and stuff like that and bathroom accessories and kitchen things. And, you know, it was Linen Supermarket. It was a big, it was a, it was a big place, kind of like an Office Depot when they used to have big, big stores. And he's like, well, I told him how much I was making. He's like, you're making more than me. <laughs> My dad had his own business. So he had a, a you know a couple coin laundries, and me as a bartender. Again, I went from making six bucks an hour to making five seven hundred bucks a week, ten and bar. And so I was probably working maybe thirty hours, thirty thirty five hours a week for that. So and that was in 1991. And even now, that's you know thirty five forty grand a year. That's and then during the season, which would get busier, sometimes you could bring in 800 bucks at the thousand a week. And this is back in 91. You work in a nice restaurant, you can easily make, you know, you got to hustle. 
But if you're, you know, it's like we talk about AOC. Um, she was a bartender, and the place that she worked at, you know, went out of business. So she's working at a place that's not very busy, but it never dawned on her. She's got her beauty and her body and her charm. She could have easily gone to a really nice steak and seafood place where the average dinner check is, you know, two, three, four, five hundred bucks versus some little hole in the wall bar where she's working where, you know, the average tab is cheap. You know, as waiters, you get 20% or whatever the check is. So the smart thing to do is if you're good at it and you're charming and you have a personality and she's beautiful, she could have easily gone and worked an expensive steakhouse and been making six figures in New York easily doing that. So it's, it really depends on where you work. If you sell boats for a living, you can sell $100,000 little small ski boats or jet boats or whatever, or you can do, you know, sell four or $5 million yachts. You're going to sell fewer yachts, but the commission on four or $5 million versus you know, 100 grand or a couple hundred grand is like, that's a big difference, and you're dealing with a different type of clientele. It's the same amount of work, the same process, for each type of thing. So it's, you got to think about that in terms. It's like, it has nothing to do with how smart you are or your connections. It's all about, you want to work smarter, not harder. And something like that, it's, if you're going to work in the food and restaurant business, go work where the, the checks are expensive, the service is high end and they're busy versus someplace where, you know, like me, that sports bar that I work just cause it was close. And this is um, this is going back to like 2010, I think it was, 2009, 2010. I worked there, you know, at the sports bar. It's well known in Florida, South Florida. And I, I remember in the summer when it was really slow, I'd walk out of there with like 80 bucks a night. So I'm making less 20 years later at this particular bar and restaurant because I was just waiting tables, even on a full closing shift when it was was real slow. And, you know, when I, I worked at Chuck's back in the early 90s, it was, you know, typically always at least 100, 150 bucks a night minimum as a bartender. Then when you have special events or it's busy, whatever, you're, you're making several hundred a night. There might be two bartenders there or whatever. So it depends on where you work and how it's structured and what the size of your checks are. So and that's in any business, whether you're selling food or you're selling boats or you're selling cars. You want to work smarter, not harder.